Hello, and welcome to Be Intentional, the podcast that talks about marketing, mindset, and what it takes to be an impactful entrepreneur. Today, I have special guest Leslie with me, who is a dietitian and personal trainer, and we are going to be talking about your health as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as people who are on the go and doing things. Sometimes our health cannot be a priority. Sometimes we can put it to the wayside. And if we're not intentional about keeping up with our health, then what's going to end up happening is we're only going to be focusing on our health in the later days because something that you neglect over and over again, sometimes it comes to bite you in the butt. And so right now we're going to talk to Leslie and get some practical application tips in how to prioritize your health without it taking over your whole life because she's a business owner. I'm a business owner. We got things we got to do, right? We got things we got to get done. And so we want to be able to stay healthy, keep ourselves moving and our health optimized, but we can't stop the train to do that. So how do we do that and run a business at the same time? We're going to find out today by talking to Leslie. Hi, I'm Leslie Irvis. I'm a registered dietitian and a personal trainer, and I help committed individuals to lose weight, remove emotional eating tethers, and live disease-free lives while claiming all of the fun that they want to have, margarita in hand, the body that they want without a cruddy diet. Wow, that is awesome. Being in this field and doing all of that, I mean, that sounds amazing and fun, but with all of us entrepreneurs and having so much to do and having, you know, whether we're starting out or whether we've had our businesses for years, how do you incorporate that into kind of such a busy lifestyle and, a you know, as you know, running a business, there's a lot of different ways that you can get pulled. Agreed. So I think that this is something where, you know, you have to claim health as a priority, right? We all know that in business, the goal, like when we go into business, we do this because, you know, we want to live the life, right? We want to be free. We want to enjoy our time. We want to, you know, be financially free is what so many entrepreneurs want, right? Um, Not the love of the money, but the love of what the money will bring to us, right? But then somewhere in the middle, we are so focused on our job that we lose ourselves, we lose our health. And the business kind of goes with it, right? We can't keep up with everything anymore. We're, we're losing the energy. We don't have the same, you know, spunk when we were in our 20s or 30s or 40s. And, you know, the weight's creeping on, the diseases are, are adding up. And so the people that really get attracted to this are the people that realize if they don't start now to take time with their health, eventually their whole life will revolve around their health, right? So if I don't take the time now, I'm eventually going to have the diabetes or I'm going to be so overweight that it's complicated for me to move or doing like a podcast like this. I'm going to be like (laughs) puffing and puffing through it, right? Like, so that, that, that's really the biggest thing. You know, when people say, you know, I'm so busy, the commitment that it takes to, you know, really invest in your time and uh, your time and your effort into health with me is not a lot in the grand scheme of things. If you think about how much time you're going to spend later on medications, on doctor's appointments and all the other issues that can arise if you don't take time now. Uh, I completely agree. So what are some tips for people who, uh, let's say just starting out, because when you're just starting out, at least for me, I believe that it's really important to be able to kind of 
whether it be set your schedule, but you kind of define the way you go. If, if you're reactive, then everything else becomes reactive. But if you take time to kind of schedule your time and be intentional, could be intentional, right? Be intentional about the life that you're creating. What are some tips to be able to be intentional to make sure that you're, you know, taking care of your business, but also some things to take care of your health? Yeah, of course. So, so a lot of the things that you probably used in business are similar to what you would use in health. So the top three things I typically tell the people is number one, stop setting a goal you're not going to commit to, you know, January, February, March, April, May, whenever you listen to this, right, doesn't really matter. As soon as you think about it, oh, we've adapted to a new year, a new month, a new day, a new birth year, whatever it is, right, we set these goals. And it's always like, here's my laundry list of things I'm going to do. I'm going to run, I'm going to work out, I'm going to eat healthier, I'm going to drop the donut, whatever, right? So the laundry list gets put to the side because you're not really actually committed to the decision. So the first thing I say is make a commitment to the decision and make it like two or three things tops. Like don't make 15 things your list of what you're going to do for health. So the first thing is make a commitment and make those numbers a small amount. Don't, don't make it astronomical. The second piece of that is really stop coming from your circumstances. So a lot of times we base our decisions on where we're at. Oh, I don't have the time for that. I don't have the money for that. Um, you know, I, I'll worry about my health when it becomes an issue or I, I just don't have the time because I picked up something else, right? So stop basing it on your circumstances of where you are. Just like in business, if we base it on our circumstances, we may never get the result, right? So we have to take the leap of faith. We have to be an entrepreneur and be the person that believes that it'll work, right? You know, ask anybody, you know, if Steve Jobs were still alive or, uh, you know, Elon Musk, who's out there doing all these crazy things, right? Yeah. I'm sure the majority of us, if we were in his head, would be like, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. And, you know, here he is proving it, right? Right. So for us, we have to come at it the same way. Stop, stop working from your circumstance. If you want to be healthier, then embody somebody that would be healthier and look at it like, okay, if I were a healthier person, what would this look like? It would look like me getting help. It would look like me going to the gym. It would look like me eating a banana instead of choosing to have a burrito or something like that. Um, and then the third thing I really tell people is develop something that is going to work for you. We go through the motions of, oh, we hear you have to work out five days a week, or we hear so many hours, or we hear go gluten free or do keto or whatever, but really ask yourself, will that work for me? Or is that just a bandaid to make me feel like I'm doing something, but I know eventually I'll drop. So those are the top three things I typically give to people to kind of, you know, start their commitment. Awesome. I, I love that because I really believe in practical applications. So those were very practical application tips. And I, I believe that there's a lot of mindset is important and making sure that we have the right mindset and we dream and we go after the things that we need to. But that that actual, you know, application part of it is so vital because many of us don't get out of the dream stage. And so I, I like that because you're right. We will. I, I know I will. I'll write down in, in my notebook, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start doing this. And yeah, then last about a week. <laughs> Something that I believe that you're uniquely qualified to, to talk about is one, you've been in this industry for such a long time. And I know we have a couple gym owners that listen to this podcast. And, and Greg, in fact, you and I were just talking about um, Alex Tomozzi's gym launch secrets and adapting that to 2020 with COVID. And you've been, you know, going and thriving and, and launched um, a, a certain part of your business in during this pandemic, during all these changes, when so many uh, you know, health, wellness, fitness, that health industry was pivoting because 
it was closed at first and then opened and then all of these things. And now they're kind of getting their breath back. And if you would care to share how you were able to navigate through all of that. Yeah, of course. So, so I had kind of started my business and just kind of like dabbling with some things before 2020, but in like January or February of 2020 was really when I decided to go all in and less than four weeks later, the world changed and the coach I had hired that helped another dietitian really soar was like, you need to get out. You need to get out now. You'll never make money. Like nobody's going to invest high ticket dollars in working with you, et cetera. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of paid you money to help and you don't sound like you're helping anymore. <laughs> wow. So we agreed. Uh, he gave me some money back and I, I then, you know, picked up a different coach, but at that moment, I had friends and family that also said the same, you know, it's going to be hard in your field because health is not considered, you know, it's not water. It's not food. (laughs) It's like health is people value video games and being able to go to a concert more than they value paying somebody to help them with their health. Right. And unfortunately that's an answer a lot of times. So that's sort of what I got from them. And I I didn't take that as a belief. Um, I knew a lot of gym owners I was a personal trainer. I didn't work in a gym. So that never really phased me. I've always done going to people's homes. Um, So in some of the people that I did, we went to virtual and then we eventually met up in person, but I stayed six feet apart and never touched them or did anything. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so there was never that, that connection, but for, for business owners, if you own a gym, the biggest thing that I've, I've seen, and as a dietitian, I work with corporations and small businesses, um, and I really add the nutritional piece, and that's the catered to you piece, right? So every, every gym will throw in something like, oh, we'll give you a meal plan, we'll do that. But the majority of things is a lot of times like, I could Google it, and I'd probably find where they found their answer, right? Yeah. Or I could go to my fitness pal and get it. And so my biggest thing to any of the gym owners who've reached out to me is that you really do want somebody that's going to help you to cater to your client, you know, offering free nutrition sessions and, you know, paying the dietitian yourself or, you know, pay to play kind of thing, offer nutrition courses where you have, you know, a dietitian do a virtual talk for the people at your gym and they pay or you get the additional, you know, money as well. Um, that's what some of the gyms have done that I've been a part of as really utilizing that angle. And then the last thing is, you know, obviously a lot of them did like online classes. The downfall was that a lot of them were doing them for free, right? Mm, right. They were doing it for free just to get people there. So the thought process is, I think that that's still a market. I think even if you have an in-person gym, if you had somebody that would be willing to do online classes, that gives you some competition on, you know, things like, you know, Beachbody and Peloton and all those other things that are out there that offer these systems now of like, you can work out live with them. So you offering the same thing. Um, I think it's my aunt's gym. It's like a jazzercise gym um, mm. that does does both still because they made their gym uh, Zoom compatible. So they would actually do that. So my aunt can sign in if she's away or she can go in person. So I think that those are some of the ways uh, that I've really seen, you know, Jim step up and, and work is, you know, making it more so that way that person on the other end feels catered to and feels like they're held accountable, not just like, hey, I went to the gym and the person that owns the gym is like, hey, I know you. Hey, how's it going? You know, but like actually accountable to like, hey, I noticed you didn't push as hard today or I noticed this and without being a personal trainer, but having those little bit of extra is where I've really seen that gyms have started to soar. 
thank you. That great tips. I love it. And uh, to add to that, what we were talking about a little bit was, uh, you know, one of the things that we saw and we helped a couple of our clients was along with the dietitian. That's such a big thing right now with, with dietary needs and pre-building Instacart, you know, grocery lists, and then just so that they can click it and they can get it sent to their house and, and those types of things and kind of redoing that meal plan. I realized a lot of the accountability was really big too. A lot of places you can zoom, zoom in and you can do stuff, but that ter- personal touch was lost. And halfway through COVID, people were really, really kind of craving that personal touch. And so we saw, Greg, I'm going to use you as the example, but you know, your your gym, your gym increased 35%. We were really excited about that. So that was really awesome to be able to, to see how even during this and with, you know, some gyms being shut down and then reopened, when you have that entrepreneurial mindset, you can adapt and you can uh, innovate and you can go after it. it doesn't matter what industry you're in it doesn't matter what the times are looking at there's there's always a way to to do more help more people create a bigger impact so i love that thank you for those tips because they are really applicable for, during this time yeah i wanted to talk a little bit too be, with you about uh mindset because going through all of that um and and your stories thank you for sharing talking about that when people say things like that where we i really believe in the people that you surround yourself with really matters because there's there's a lot of people who don't understand and that's okay, but it's better to get around people who do understand and are actually at a, a little bit higher level than you so you can kind of rise up. So some entrepreneurs who are just starting out and some people who had the, their business and you know were told, hey, you need to close your doors. You should just give this up, go do something else because the margins are so thin. You know, you had that kind of adversary where, you, where people, I mean, someone you coach that you actually even (laughs) paid said, Hey, maybe not this and maybe not right now to be able to stick, to stick to what you really believe in. Um, that had to come from somewhere that had to be, you know, more than just in the moment. So can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. You know, I'd like to say it's, it's been easy and that it was just something that like I woke up to do. Uh, I think I ignored it at first when I was in college to be a dietitian. I was always like, I'm going to run my own business. Like nowhere in my life did I ever really enjoy working for someone else. I just, I just didn't, you know, it's not that I disliked any of my jobs. Like still to this day, like my favorite job was working as a barista at a coffee shop in the mall where I grew up. I absolutely loved that job. It was fabulous. Um, I would do it again in a heartbeat, but um, the desire to like be my own boss was always there, but it wasn't something I was trained, right? I was trained to be safe by getting a job and working for someone else. And, you know, to be an entrepreneur, you have to put money out there. You have to put time out there. You have to put that on the line and you don't know, you don't know the answer. Right. But the truth is you also don't know the day you go to work if it's your last day. Right. So I've been fired before. Um, and I remember like that feeling of like, what the hell just happened? Cause I'm the best worker ever. Um, but I, it was very shocking to me and that that's semi what stemmed this. But during the time I worked for this, this corporation, basically, I learned that I had the passion because there was a point where I thought that I could take over the person in charge role. Okay. And so at that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. And my mind was going and I was like barely sleeping. I was, you know, super in like 
in this dream world of like, oh my gosh, this could happen and this could happen and that would happen. And think about how much different my life would be. And then I was fired, right? And that wake up call really hit me. And I decided, you know, my husband and I talked about me just going part-time at a couple of places. Nothing ever panned out. And why didn't it pan out? Like I can even think about it. I'm great at interviewing. I botched the interviews without knowing it because I didn't want to do it, right? And so that's when I decided to go in to do this on my own. And when I did it, I was pregnant with my son. Uh, I was four months pregnant with my son. And then less than a month later, COVID hit. And less than two weeks later after that, you know, that coach told me that. And that that girl that was sitting there in the college class, always thinking, I want to do this on my own. And the same person that had those dreams prior to when, you know, she started talking me out of it and I, you know, then got fired. I didn't, I didn't lose that. Like that was like the awakening of me. Those were the times that I felt the happiest. And that's when I realized that if I didn't do something, if I didn't go this direction, I'd forever wonder. And I never wanted to be the person that wondered. I never wanted to be sitting there like, is this what I should have done? So when I started, I did everything strategy wise, right? It was like hire people to help me with the strategy, hire people to help me do this. And I mean, it it took me almost a year later to realize it wasn't strategy that I needed. I didn't need any more strategy. I I can do that till the cows come home. I needed somebody to help me, you know, with the six inches between my ears. And what's funny is everything I've learned mindset wise is what I teach. So I teach mindset dieting and I did all of this to myself diet wise before I ever even became a dietitian fully. I, I did it through college as I was learning to be a dietitian. And I didn't really realize how much I learned mindset wise from a nutrition perspective could be adapted to business. It's like my mind blocked that out. So little by little, I decided to start working with people that helped with the mindset. And I think the biggest piece that has helped me the most is that I wasn't really thinking, meaning I was thinking based on how I was taught, right? I was based on what my parents taught me was safe and how I should view my job. And even while I was doing this and I was making money and, and, you know, you know, bringing in an income, I didn't feel good or safe because I was breaking every rule that I had been taught as a kid. Right. And it wasn't until I started working with somebody that pointed out that these are the stories I tell myself. And these are the, the things in my mind that I realized, Oh my gosh, that's why, even though I'm fully living on my purpose and happy, I wasn't really honing in on the fact that I was still thinking based on the old thoughts instead of the new person I was becoming. And those mindset shifts have really helped. And I, I see now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's exactly this, but in comparison to diet. And since I teach mindset dieting, I'm like, wow, it's so simple, but it, you don't, you don't realize that, right? It's like, it's the blind spot, right? We all have blind spots we don't see. And that's why learning those mindset techniques. And like you said, surrounding yourself with the people that help your mind and not hurt your mind is the way to go. Exactly right. I love it. And, you know, I think one of the things that you are also uniquely qualified to talk about is how do you find the right coach? I mean, we, we, I'm consultants, so we believe in coaches and consultants, but we've also had, pardon me for being a little crude, but we've also had, you know, this era of these, you know, 20 year old life coaches and, you know, get rich, quick coaches, and I'll help you in 30 days to be the most famous person. And I, at least in my experience, that's never worked that way. And it hasn't been that way. And 
And, and so I feel like sometimes that field has been a little bit tainted, a little bit muddied um, by a, you know, a new kind of instant gratification um, era that came in. So how do you defi- decipher between uh, the, the good coaches and, and consultants and, and the ones who like, like you experienced don't, don't believe in you. And then also the ones that kind of want to sell you hype instead of something that actually helps you. So I would say, and this is probably all the experience that I forced myself to have. So every coach I've ever hired was to help me with sales because I went to school to be a dietitian. We didn't learn any business aspect. And I was raised with the mentality of sales are bad. Sales are icky. They just want your money. They just want to take you, right? Like, even though my dad was a realtor for a while, like my mom and my dad are very different, but I would say I was majority raised by my mom. They're still married, but my dad was a baseball coach eventually and was gone. I mean, more than he was home, right? So my mom was always the one that was there. And so I was raised more with thinking that way. And because I was close to her, I adapted more of her beliefs than my dad's, I'm sure. But with that in my background, I was bringing all that baggage to the sales call, right? So the first coach I hired was because another dietitian told me, oh my God, he helped me with my sales. I was able to take my sales through the roof. He's your guy. So I automatically went with the referral. Now there's two things that were wrong with it. I barely knew her as a dietitian. And so I couldn't really speak to it. So one of the things I learned is yes, referrals are great, but before you take the referral from somebody, ask yourself if that's a person you truly could trust as well. So that was one of the things that I learned. Um, A second thing that I learned was finding the coach that knows how to ask you in the sales call with you a question you've never been asked before. And not just the question like, where do you see yourself in 30 years? Oh, nobody's ever asked me in 30, you know, not like that, (laughs) but a question like, and if you don't get these beliefs out of your head, what's really going to happen to your business? Like question I've never been asked before, right? If you don't change your identity around nutrition and fitness right now, and don't stop calling yourself a fat person, what's really going to happen to your health? I don't know. Nobody's asked me that. Right. So that's the, that's the question. So as I started to learn about sales and I hired multiple sales coaches, I realized as much as I was learning from them, I needed to just take a bunch of sales calls. And so I put myself through going through tons of coaches and the coaches that would sell me the bullet points, the coaches that were like, Oh, I got this person, this results and this and this and this, and these are all the things you get are the ones that I'm like, I got to steer clear of those because it's not that it's not those things that are going to get you it. It's that person, sorry, being able to see you um, truly for who you are. It's that person for listening to you and getting to know you is really where it is. And I'd say that that's probably the best way to know, you know, don't go by the results they got other people because whether they've been in it for a day or 15 or 20 years doesn't matter. You still have to relate to them. You still have to believe that they're going to be the person that helps you, right? And so just because, you know, John over there referred you because John went from, you know, 10,000 a month to a million a month doesn't mean that you'll get the same results if that person doesn't seem to hear you, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. I love that because that, I think that applies not only with, you know, coaches, consultants, but you were talking about real estate. And I realized that, you know, working with a lot of realtors, you guys have the same issues where, sometimes you get referred because, Hey, your, you know, your cousin or your brother has a real estate license, 
but he's never actually sold a house. And so it, just because that referral comes in and is like, hey, yeah, I, I know someone who has that. You really have to do your homework. And, and I love that. And you guys will notice that there is a theme with a, a lot of the guests here that it really does come down to actually doing the work. When you, you know, when everything is said and done, things, advertising, marketing, all that stuff. And I mean, not to really dog it because I'm in that field, but uh, at the end of the day, you can see whatever you want coming, scrolling through your, you know, your, your social media or your YouTube or whatever. Um, but you have to reach out, take the time. If they're not going to respond to you, if you guys don't connect, because um, they may be great at what they do, but if you don't like their personality, if you're someone who likes to joke a lot and they're always really serious, if vice versa or however it goes, um, it, it's also that connection between you two. So doing your homework is so important. And so I really appreciate that because that is that is a great, great response to that. So yeah. with everyone listening here, um, if they want to get in touch with you or get a hold of you, how can they learn more about you and learn how to work with you? Yeah, of course. So I have a website, obviously. It's my first and last name, Leslie Urbis, L-E-S-L-I-E. You are B as in boy, A-S as in Sam. Uh, but then I also, Facebook is really where I like to hang out. I have a Facebook group called Weight Loss and Wellbeing for High Performers. Uh, so you're more than welcome to jump in there. If you're not a Facebook group person, totally get it because there's a million. <laughs> but you can find me, Leslie Urbis, on pretty much any platform out there um, to get any of that information that you may want on you know, mindset dieting, or just to tell me that you heard me here. And I'd love to, you know, hear about your business as well. So awesome. And I love that guys, you guys know that I love it when you guys connect. And you guys tell me when something resonated with you, I always really appreciate that. And I know that my guests would love that too. So I know if you reach out to Leslie and say, Hey, what you said really impacted me, I never thought of it that way. I know she would love to get those kind of messages. So please reach out. So guys, thank you for, Leslie, thank you for being here today. And thank you for all the wisdom because I, a lot of the stuff that you said was really, really good. And I, I appreciate the vulnerability and just telling us your story because a lot of times there's there's things in there and I, I recommend you guys too because I'm going to re-listen to it because there's some stuff in there that she said that I know went by fast and didn't catch it, but they're, they're deeper than you think. <laughs> and so I appreciate that vulnerability, Leslie. Of course. Guys, thank you for listening, and until next time, bye. Thank you for spending a little time with me today on Be Intentional Podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear about how you're applying today's message in your marketing, in your personal life, in your business. You can DM me at Josh Olmos SR, that's J-O-S-H-O-L-M-O-S-S-R, or LinkedIn, Joshua Oldmos, or website, josholdmossr.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. And if you feel like you would benefit the listeners and that you want to be a guest on the podcast, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear your story and what you're doing to be an intentional, impactful entrepreneur.